At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. running on a Tuesday night live from the Circus Sportsbook here in Las Vegas. Tim Murray with you and Scott Seidenberg making this a coast-to-coast show over there in New York City in his high-rise apartment. Man, I don't even want to ask what the rent is, Scott, at that apartment. It is glorious. Look at that view behind Scott Seidenberg there. Uh, Scott, always uh, always great to have you, and uh, we're going to be hanging out for the next three hours. And a couple baseball games coming up, a really good one, Oakland and San Diego. Uh, we'll get going in less than 10 minutes. And I know a game that you are intrigued about. I believe you have a play. You have so many bets on baseball, I, I can never... Keep track of them, but we've got uh, Houston at Seattle tonight. Uh, right now, it looks like Houston a minus one fifty-eight favorite with a total of eight and a half juice to the over. What do you got for us? I know you got some nuggets on Seattle and Houston. Yeah. By the way, it was amazing last night when the Astros were up six to nothing, and I asked you what the live line would be on the Mariners <laughs> to come back and win that game, and the Mariners came back and won that game. Yes, Eleven to eight. It was incredible. Uh, this team is full of magic. Although they did trade away Kendall Graveman today, so I don't know how the team is going to react to that trade. But Chris Flexen's on the hill, and the guy has just been tremendous. I mean, Tim, this is a guy that was pitching in the KBO last year, and he is lights out, especially at home. In 11 starts at home this season, Chris Flexen has a 1.89 ERA and has allowed just three home runs in 66 and two-thirds innings. He is the most profitable pitcher in Major League Baseball this season. You're going to give me an underdog price with Flexen on the hill? 
I like the Mariners on the run line at plus a run and a half tonight. Full game, or are you just going first five? Your first five is kind of so, your, your your jam there. Yes. So first five plus a half is the main play. Mm. I do think the Mariners have an opportunity to keep this one close, which is why I think plus one and a half is the play rather than taking the plus 145 on the money line and banking on them to win as an underdog. But my strongest play is backing Flexen and going with the first five plus a half a run and expecting at least the Mariners to be tied after five innings, if not having a lead over the Astros, and then going with plus one and a half on the run line. Again, you're going to give me this pitcher, the most profitable pitcher in Major League Baseball this season, who has a 1.89 ERA in that ballpark, and you're giving me a run and a half or a half a run in the first five? I will gladly take that. Thank you very much for those odds. All right. I will uh, I will follow you. You you're very confident. You speak with confidence. And uh, you know, I'll I'll roll with you there. Well, it's something to keep us interested here as the show goes on. We got the Olympics going on in the pool. Katie Ledecky, uh, a uh, minus two thousand favorite later on this evening over in Tokyo to uh, win the fifteen hundred in uh, in freestyle, which is her best event. That's the most amazing thing about Katie Ledecky. People remember five years ago when she uh, won the eight hundred meter. That isn't her best race. The fifteen hundred is, and she'll be racing that later tonight. So all you have to do is lay two thousand in order to uh, to win a hundred bucks uh, on Katie Ledecky. <laughs> who, by the way, this was mind blowing to me because you know every uh, every four, or in this case five years, Scott, we all become uh, handicappers of obscure sports. Uh, she was not the biggest favorite tonight. Christoph Milak in the two hundred meter butterfly was minus thirty five hundred. Tonight, and he won by two seconds. So, you know, there you go. Two seconds is a lot when it comes to swimming. <laughs> Katie Ledecky, by the way, uh, her uncle owns the Islanders. So she is uh, a little bit of royalty here in the New York area. Ooh, yeah, and she's she grew, she grew up in the area that I'm from. So we both have connections, albeit very small. But, uh, hey, we can both be uh, a part of Katie Ledecky. So we'll keep you posted on that. Obviously not something. We will talk some USA basketball. Uh, both Scott and I took one on the chin a little bit uh, uh, early this morning with, uh, with the United States women's soccer team uh, as they uh, played to a nil-nil draw against Australia. Uh, we did not bring home our bets, but we bounced back, and uh, Scott's all fired up about baseball, so we will uh, follow that one. Uh, Mariners on the first five against the Houston Astros. But a big show ahead. Let's get this thing rolling live from the Circus Sportsbook. It is the Nightcap here on VEASAN. Here we go. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. All by myself yet again here in the Circus Studios, but not by myself on the show tonight. We got my guy, Scott Seidenberg. There he is over in New York City at Scott's On Air on Twitter is where you can find him and just gave out uh, a play that he uh, is uh, very excited about. So let's revisit real quickly because this game about to, uh, to get underway out in the Pacific Northwest. You've got Seattle against Houston. Another big game coming up tonight as San Diego is hosting the Oakland A's. And right now uh, with Chris Paddock on the hill, San Diego uh, minus 147 favorite against the Oakland A's, but a big one there tonight uh, out in San Diego, but also in the Pacific Northwest. You are on the Seattle Mariners. 
Yeah, Mariners are feeling good about themselves. Right in the thick of this wild card race, uh, a tremendous come from behind victory after being down six nothing in the first inning against the Astros. They come from behind and win that game in grand fashion, and now they have the most profitable pitcher in Major League Baseball in Chris Flexen on the hill in a ballpark where he has been dominant this season. In 11 starts at home, Flexen has a 1.89 ERA, and he has only surrendered three home runs in 66 and two-thirds innings. And you're giving me a plus money price, a plus run line price on Chris Flexen and the Mariners. I'm going to gladly take it, and I'm going to back the better starting pitcher in this one and take plus a half a run in the first five innings with the underdog Mariners, giving myself that kind of push protection that if they are tied after five, it is graded as a win because I'm getting plus a half a run. And then I also like the Mariners at plus a run and a half tonight because if they do lose this game, I don't think they'll lose by much. I I expect it to be a close one. I think the Mariners could very well win, which is why I'm going to back them for sure. But rather than take the small plus money juice, I'll take even money or as close to even money as I can get with a little bit of juice and take plus a run and a half and give myself a protection here in case the bullpen does blow it. Now, they did trade away Kendall Graveman today, so I'm not sure how they will react to that news, uh, but they are right in the thick of this wild card race and exciting times are going on there in Seattle, Tim. Yeah, some rumors today that they might be uh, in the market for Trey Turner, who uh, there was speculation for a, a little bit that he would be traded tonight. Unfortunately for Trey Turner, uh, he tested positive for COVID-19, so that is why he was removed from the Nationals and Phillies game. By the way, let's see if the Nats, uh, three straight nights, can blow a ninth-inning lead. You never know. Who who knows what's going to happen with this uh, beauty of a baseball team. But I'm fired up about tonight's show, uh, Scott. Warren Sharp, who is uh, just phenomenal, his new 462-page book for the season is out, and Warren's going to join us top of the next hour, so you're going to want to stick around for that, get his thoughts on the upcoming 2021 season, what he thinks about the Packers and how much better they are, and and, and looking at those odds and and where he thinks uh, the Packers land in uh, in the NFC. So Warren Sharp going to join us top of the next hour. We're also going to talk to Dieter Kurtenbach from uh, KNBR and the San Jose Mercury News, because I I don't know what the Warriors are going to do, Scott. I I think tomorrow, or excuse me, Thursday night is is so fascinating when it comes to the NBA draft because we talked about it last night. One, two, three, and really four seem to be locked in. Now, four could be a little bit up in the air with Jalen Suggs. Maybe the Toronto Raptors go in a different, uh, a different uh, path. But I think the Golden State Warriors are really intriguing with 7 and 14. Do they try to make a move? Do they try to go get Bradley Beal? So Dieter Kurtenbach going to join us. And then Rob Doster as well, uh, 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight Eastern, to get his thoughts on the NBA draft. So before we jump into the big NFL news of the day, uh, your level of intrigue when it comes to the NBA draft, because I know it is is—it's kind of an, it is a niche event, and here we are, it's going to be in, in late July, but you know, the more we talk about these types of things, and we talked about it last night and, and how we feel like the first four, even the first five picks are going to go with you believing that Scotty Barnes will go number five, and most mocks you see have Scotty Barnes uh, going to number five there at Orlando. But I, I think this is a very interesting draft, and you know, when you do process of elimination, and we'll talk about it later on in this hour, I think there's a lot of 
money to be made on some overs on props because, you know, if you trust in the John Hollingers and the, the Jonathan Gavonis and the Kevin O'Connors of the world who do a tremendous job, not only breaking down prospects, but being piped in, there's a handful of prospects that seem like they are, I wouldn't say locked in, but rumored to go. You know, you look at Franz Wagner. A lot of people believe he's going number nine uh, to Sacramento. You look at, uh, you know, James Booknight, whether it be six to Oklahoma City or seven to Golden State. Uh, You know, 10, Josh Giddy with the trade up. By Memphis, Josh Giddy seems to be a guy that is locked in at number 10. And when you do all those types of uh, processes, you could get some real over opportunities on a, on a handful of players. Yeah, you know, and, and there's a couple of names that you mentioned there that are really interesting. Um, and when you look at their over-unders, they've kind of been debated over the past couple of days. Like, Kuminga's a guy that has been debated over the past couple of days. Could he go top five or does he fall to six? Uh, if you're looking at his total of six and a half, I think you might be you're pretty good going under that total because he's been rumored to go in the top five. And if you're rumored to go in the top five, I, I have him at six, but yeah, I don't think he's going to go past six. Book Knight is a guy you mentioned as well. He has been rumored absolutely in that top eight range. So do you think he can go, you know, seven or eight or does he fall past that? Uh, Wagner's a guy that, is likely going to be in the top 10, but could find his way outside of the top 10. So these are the guys that it gets really interesting. Davion Mitchell, by the way, is another interesting name because you mentioned the Golden State Warriors earlier, and that's why I'm I'm interested to talk to Dieter about this later. He's been linked to the Warriors, Mm -hmm. and the Warriors at seven, they could take him there or hold out hope to see if he falls to, to you know them later on at 14. I don't think that that's wise. I think if you like a guy, you take a guy and you don't play games about, you know, and I understand they might be able to move up from 14, but if you like a guy, you take a guy. So his total, I think I saw was 12 and a half. I think that goes under because I think the Warriors might jump up and take him at seven. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about it, uh, you know, as it come as, uh, as, as the show goes on. I, I, I think Davion Mitchell is one of those guys where it feels like there's a log jam and he might fall a little bit. But the the worry and why I wouldn't play a over on Davion Mitchell is I do think a team might see someone, an instant impact player like Davion Mitchell, and trade up to go get him. Someone with an ammuni- ammunition uh, that, that can you know look for a plug-and-play type of player in Davion Mitchell. So... Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I think the Golden State Warriors are one of the more intriguing teams. Oklahoma City, uh, they're kind of a wild card because they have so much draft capital. Do they ultimately try to to make some moves? Uh, the New York Knicks uh, have some draft capital as well to uh, to try to make some moves here. So, yeah, we're going to see how the day goes as uh, 19 and 21 uh, owned by the New York Knicks. But uh, the big story today, and it was the big story yesterday, Scott, Aaron Rodgers... He showed up today at uh, at the facility with his uh, with his big old stunner shades on his his t-shirt <laughs> from the office his man bun and he's ready to go. He will be under center for the Green Bay Packers. And it got me thinking. Yesterday we focused a lot on division odds, over under on wins, chances to win the NFC, chance to win the Super Bowl. Well, let's just look at Aaron Rodgers' props 
by themselves. And we start with passing yards. And I think this is one where you really have to, in my opinion, look towards the under a little bit. Now, I know it is a passing league. And Aaron Rodgers, he is your reigning MVP. Last year in an MVP season, Scott, he threw for 4,299 yards. Right there you see it on the screen. The prop bet is 4,550 yards with that hook uh, at 50. Well, if you break down the averages, last year he averaged 267.7 yards, or excuse me, 268.7 yards per game. If he were to go over that 450 and uh, 4,550 yards, he'd have to throw for 267 yards uh, per game. So to me, it's a little too close for comfort. Uh, I would pass on uh, on the uh, on the player prop here of passing yards on Aaron Rodgers. Anything on this board jump out to you when it comes to Aaron Rodgers props in what may be the last dance in Green Bay? Yeah, it's going to be the passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love it, especially with the 17th game on the schedule. I love it even more. You know, he threw 48 touchdowns last year in his MVP season. So a, a drop-off here of 12 touchdowns still gives me the over on his passing touchdowns for the season. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is a guy who, when he is, you know, he controls all aspects of the offense. We know that. But look at what happened in the playoff game, and we talked about it briefly last night. He had an opportunity to run and run for a first down or maybe run to the goal line, and instead he passed it, and, you know, we all know what happened. Uh, He throws a lot of goal line touchdowns. He throws the ball so much. It's a pass first offense, even with their two stud running backs. So 35 and a half. I'm not saying he's going to have the 48 or maybe 50 even like, like he can duplicate last season's success, but is he good for 38 touchdowns, maybe 40 touchdowns? Yeah, I think that's a really good potential. So I'm going to go over on his passing touchdowns. Yeah, you look at uh, the last handful of seasons. It is, it's really interesting when you look back to 2019, right? They went 13 and three, uh, maybe a bit fraudulent at 13 and three. They get run off the field uh, by San Francisco. Not a ton of touchdown mm-hmm. passes that year for Aaron Rodgers. Like 26, 26, I think, 26. Right? But I think yeah. to me, I'm I'm in agreement with you because let's look back. You know, dating back to when he really has got things going uh, in his MVP season in 2011, 45. Following year, Mm -hmm. 39. 2013, he was hurt, so you throw that one out. 2014, another MVP season, 38, then 31. Led the league in touchdowns in 2016 with 40. Got hurt in 2017. 18 and 19 were kind of bizarre, 25 and 26. And then you mentioned 48. So that's the outlier. You know, as as we talk Olympics, right, what do they do? They throw out the highest, they throw out the lowest in, in graded events. I, I think if you look at the middle there, you're looking at 35 and a half touchdowns, the motivation there. Who knows if they're going to get Randall Cobb back uh, or Randall Cobb in, in a trade from Houston. I know they're working on that right now. But right now, it feels like they've got a whole lot of weapons. Uh, he loves throwing the Tunyon in addition to Devontae Adams, obviously. So uh, I agree with you. I think over 35 and a half touchdowns uh, is a good play, especially if you're, you're, you're looking at a 17-game schedule, right? So you're looking mm-hmm. at just a, a hair over two touchdowns per game. I think that's pretty doable 
for uh, for Aaron Rodgers. And I, I you know, I, I going back to the passing yards, I think under might be a you know a look when you think you have Aaron Jones, you have AJ Dillon, you have guys that can certainly. Uh, protect you there in running the football. So, yeah, to me on passing yards, it would have to be under or a pass uh, when it comes to uh, comes to Aaron Rodgers. What about most passing yards in the entire league at 14 to 1? Uh, we've talked about this before, and I, I tend to believe it's going to be Patrick Mahomes this year, even though he's the favorite. So it's not a bet that I'm racing to play. I think Dak Prescott is interesting there because he was putting up ridiculous numbers before he broke his ankle last year uh, with uh, just yardage-wise. You know, maybe Matthew Stafford at 12 to 1 is interesting, Scott, considering the injury to Cam Akers. So now maybe they're throwing the ball a little bit more. Uh, so pretty far down the list uh, for most passing yards is Aaron Rodgers at 14 to 1. But, you know, going back to the way that we think for passing yards this season, averaging around 267 yards per game last year, uh, it would it would not be a play, even though those odds are, are appealing, it would not be a play for me. I think a Matt Ryan actually could be interesting because they could be getting smoked yeah. quite a bit, and he's going to be throwing it a lot down in Atlanta. Yeah, I don't like Rodgers to lead the league in passing. Now, you know, uh, I look at some guys that are on the list above him, and uh, Dak Prescott's a really interesting mm-hmm. one that you mentioned because, you know, if you look at Amari Cooper's numbers before Dak Prescott went down, they were phenomenal. And, you know, just having this guy with, you know, Dak healthy back this year, I'm, I'm very curious to see the type of big numbers that they can put up. Josh Allen, with his deep ball ability, you always like his opportunity to throw for 300-plus per game. Brady, not so much. I'm actually really interested, really confused as to why it's so high. I guess it's because of the weapons that he has uh, and because it's Tom Brady. But I think I'd rather take, you know, some of those other guys ahead of Brady. And, yeah, it's going to be Mahomes, Prescott for me, and even I might even look at some guys that are behind Aaron Rodgers in terms of the odds, like a Justin Herbert. Uh, I think has a better chance to lead the league in passing than Aaron Rodgers does. So uh, I'm going to avoid the Aaron Rodgers most passing yards. I'm not a fan of that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not a fan. Uh, if you just look back to last year, uh, Rodgers was seventh in the league in passing yards and was a runaway to win the league MVP. Deshaun Watson actually led the league in passing yards last year. Who knows what will happen with him this year uh, down in Houston. Patrick Mahomes was second. Tom Brady was third. Matt Ryan fourth. Josh Allen fifth. Herbert sixth. I think Joe Burrow could be an interesting long shot there, Scott. You know, sure. With, with them, sure. once again, you, you think about are they going to be behind in games? Yeah. You know, Deshaun Watson led the league in passing yards last year because Houston was putrid defensively. So you do have to think about that, too. Is It's not always equaling to wins if you're throwing up gaudy passing yardage numbers. So that's why I think Matt Ryan at 14-1. to 1, uh, You look at Joe Burrow uh, could be a play there as well. Much more on Aaron Rodgers and the impact of number 12 for the Green Bay Packers and what those numbers will look like when Warren Sharp joins us at the top of the next hour. Let's get an update on that game that Scott Seidenberg is so excited about. Seattle and Houston will get you updated on everything you need to know on the other side. It's the Nightcap here on VC. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sharp will join us top of the next hour. Get his thoughts on the 2021 season. Always, uh, always a pleasure to talk to Warren. We last chatted with him right when the schedule was released. So we'll get his thoughts on the upcoming season, any bets that he likes, and uh, what he sees for the Green Bay Packers. I know he's got some thoughts on the Baltimore Ravens as well. So stick around for that coming up. Top of the next hour, the Olympics going on uh, as we speak. We'll get you updated when uh, Katie Ledecky hits the pool yet again in her best race, the 1,500-meter freestyle. But... Let's bring in Scott Seidenberg over there in New York City and uh, update the folks on some baseball games. All right, Scott, you know, you win some, you lose some, but hey, apparently the Mariners just like to spot the Seattle, the Houston Astros a comfortable lead. Uh, three to nothing right now in the top of the first inning. Not as bad as six to nothing, which it was last night, uh, but uh, a, not, a, not a great start for Mr. Flexen. 
No, the guy's given up three home runs at home in 66 and two-thirds innings and one mistake pitch to Jordan Alvarez, and it's a three-run home run, uh, which gives the Astros a 3 nothing lead in the first inning. And, yeah, you joked around. Yeah, you have them right where you want yeah. them because uh, <laughs> it was a 6 nothing lead last night before the Mariners uh, came back and won this game, but absolutely a not, not a good start for Chris Flexen uh, as the uh, ball is finding the bat so far here early on. A couple big-time showdowns out west tonight, the Dodgers and the Giants. Uh, right now, the Giants have a, a what two-game lead in the NL West uh, over, the, uh, over the Dodgers, and it is a scoreless game in the bottom of the third inning uh, between the Dodgers and the Giants. And uh, just looking at... Uh, the odds tonight for uh, for this one out west, it was the Dodgers, a slight road favorite here at Circa, minus 116. Uh, the buyback for San Francisco at plus 106. So San Francisco and the Dodgers scoreless after three. Bottom of the first, also scoreless in San Diego. Uh, it is uh, Oakland and, uh, and the Padres. Chris Paddock on the hill. Uh, some fun uh, prop bets tonight. Fernando Tatis, 2-1 to one to uh, hit a homer. Matt Olson, who was launching them at Coors Field uh, during the home run derby, plus 235 to go yard. Manny Machado, plus 320. The newest San Diego Padre, Adam Frazier, at 7-1. to one. Uh, Scott, what did you think? We haven't chatted about this yet. The move by the Padres, who clearly very aggressive, to try to to try to bring home the World Series this year, uh, you know they they've got a ton of talent. They go out to get Adam Frazier to shore up that that uh, that infield, and um, you know latest reports are the pretty much entire NL West is is trying to figure out a way to get Max Scherzer to come their way too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious what subsequent moves are going to happen here. Uh, there's been reports that Eric Hosmer is going to find his way out of town. So I'm wondering if Hosmer could be a part of a deal to bring in uh, a piece for this team, whether it's a pitcher like a Max Scherzer or somebody else. Uh, so that's something that you definitely want to pay attention to. But I like the move. I like Frazier. Frazier's a nice ball player. And I love this, this team. Uh, but really, to me, this is the Giants division. And it's amazing that this is a team as good as they are, as disrespected as they are in the division odds. They are the third favorite to win this division behind the Padres and the Dodgers. And everyone keeps waiting for the other shoe to fall with this Giants team, and it just hasn't yet, and I don't think it ever will. And especially if they are the ones that add a key piece here at the trade deadline, man, everyone's going to keep looking up at the Giants in the standings. You realize they are 13-2 and two after an off day this season, so we'll We'll see if that goes to 14 and two tonight against the Dodgers or 13 and three. But this team has been playing lights out baseball all season long. I, I just love the fact that they're being so disrespected. Um, but, you know, all due respect to the Padres and the Dodgers. I love the Giants to come out of this division. Yeah, and it, it's it, it's funny you, you you hit it. I mean, it, it's been a waiting game of okay. Well, the Giants eventually going to blow this division lead, and it's just it, it has been sustainable. Uh, and that's why every other division in the National League is vying for just their division because these three teams are going to lock up uh, the two wild cards and a division. And how wild is that going to be? Because 
more than likely, the way it's going to break down, Scott, it's going to be whoever finishes in second and third in your wild card game, and then the winner mm-hmm. of that is going to face the NL West champ in all likelihood. So it, it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, I guess the Brewers, if they get really hot, could end up getting the one seed, but we could be down to one NL West team come the NL uh, Championship Series. Yeah, Walker Bueller against you, Darvish. I'll take Walker Bueller and the Dodgers, and then I'll take Gosman in game one against the Dodgers. Look at that. He's already handicapping the hypothetical <laughs> NL wildcard game. Oh, man. That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. We got the NBA draft coming up on Thursday. I already made two bets, just two. Maybe I'll make some more. We'll discuss those next. On the other side, it's the Nightcap here on Beast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The V 
recent football betting guides are coming soon and there's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our expert pro experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide is only 20 bucks and discounts are available when you buy both. Now's the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com backslash subscribe. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Speaking of football season, Aaron Rodgers showing up at Packers camp today. Will he win MVP for a second straight year and fourth time in his career? What should we expect from the Packers? We'll talk to Warren Sharp. Sharp football analysis coming up at the top of the hour. Scott Seidenberg with us. We've got the NBA draft coming up on Thursday. It's an overload right now of sports, which is, which is rare to say. It's, a, it's the dog days of summer, Scott. It's late July. We've got college football and the NFL to prepare for. That's nothing new. We, we're, we're gearing up, right? We're reading all the magazines, and we've got the Olympics going on. We've got baseball going on. And, oh, by the way, the NBA draft is here and tomorrow night. So a lot to get to. Uh, and, and let's just start before we kind of dive into the minutia and some of the other, you know, over-unders on players a little bit further down, you know, where we stand right now when it comes to the top of the draft. And once again, we talked about it last night, the Cade Cunningham, I won't call it silliness. Look, Woj is just doing his job. He's 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 putting out those you know, those reports. What he was told, but Cade Cunningham remains at DraftKings minus eight thousand to be your first number, uh, first overall pick. And I I would say this: the only thing that would happen is if for some reason the Pistons traded out and someone came up to get Cade Cunningham because Cade Cunningham's going one, and that's at minus eight thousand. At number two, Jalen Green. Minus 380 at DraftKings. Third overall, Evan Mobley at minus 225. And then Jalen Suggs for the fourth overall pick at minus 160. And the fifth overall pick, a bet that you really like, Scotty Barnes, as you see on the on the on the uh, Veasan.com screen right there, minus 205. That's actually moved even more to minus 220. So looking at one through five. A lot of odds-on favorites, and the shortest odds is actually Jalen Suggs at four. You know, maybe there's a surprise where the where the Raptors either trade out or they get Scotty Barnes. But I, I think, to me, and uh, hey, man, that's that's the beauty of sports, right, Scott? Is that we can be surprised. No one expected uh, uh, the young lady from uh, Alaska to win uh, the the breaststroke last night, but she won it at ten to one odds. So. Crazy things can happen, but I anticipate it to be kind of boring the first five picks come Thursday night. I think it's going to be status quo, and, and if, if you were able to uh, do an exacta on the first five or the first four and get a little plus money like we talked about tonight, I think that would be the way to go if you are itching for action early on in the NBA draft. Yeah, I think I saw at DraftKings earlier today. They have an exacta on the top three yep. of being Cade Cunningham and then Green and Mobley. And it was minus 250, which, to be honest, is not crazy. And I understand it's minus 250. And listen, you're not going to get rich if you keep betting minus 250 bets. But this seems like one that's not going to lose. Uh, I don't ever want to say that, Tim, right. but... 
I'm going to be very shocked if that's not the one, two, three order. Um, You know, I expect the five to go the way that we think the five is going to go. And that's why those players are the odds on favorites to go one through five. Suggs at four would be the lowest one. And that's a pretty nice bet if you don't want to risk that much juice. But the, the exact three at Cunningham one, green two and Mobley three at minus 250, to me, that seems like a bet that should be minus 500, minus 600, minus 700, because from all reports and from everything that we've been reading about this NBA draft, that is going to be the top three selections, regardless of what team is picking in those three. So even if somebody's trading up, it's going to be those three players. That would be one, you know, if you can spare the juice, that would be one I'd be interested in playing. And that's why the draft market is something, and that's why a lot of uh, a lot of sports books, especially here in Las Vegas, Scott, don't want to put up these props too early because uh, I mm-hmm. can't remember if you were co-hosting with me or you know we we just talked about um, you know NBA draft for a moment you know three four weeks ago, and you know Jalen Green was plus money to go too because people hadn't already you know jumped into doing their due diligence but the folks out there you know like i mentioned you know the hollingers the the kevin o'connors the whoever you follow you know when it comes to the nba draft they're they're well informed they do their homework and jalen green was a guy that had a lot of buzz for that number 2 spot to houston really since the uh, the draft order was was figured out during the NBA playoffs, and now as you see it at minus 380. So uh, if you have the capabilities, uh, you know, come next draft season, whether it be the NFL or or the NBA, try to do your homework early because it, it's a it's a gettable market, which is rare. You know, we I try to never say things like that, Scott, because look, odds makers are odds makers for a reason. They're very, very good at their jobs, and they often and they win more than they lose, right? But as we learned about the NFL draft, odds makers hate the draft because there's so many moving parts, <laughs> and they're, they're trying to do their homework, but there's so many different reports. So, yeah, yeah the, I still think, and we'll get to them you know, more so in the next segment, but I still think there are, are bets to be made even though we are inching closer and closer to the NBA draft. Sure, and it's not as attractive as the NFL draft because there's just more reporting about the NFL draft, right? And last year during COVID, it was combined with the legalization of sports betting around the United States. It was the most heavily bet on NFL draft in history. And those numbers continue to stay steady this year throughout the NFL draft. I'm not going to say that this NBA draft is going to be the most heavily bet NBA draft in history. But yeah, more people are interested and craving action here here in, as you mentioned before, the dog days of summer, even though we do have Olympics and a lot of things going on. uh, There's just more information that's being reported on the NFL draft, which is why I actually think that you can profit off of the NBA draft because there's not so much, you know, information on every television network that you watch. If you do your research, if you follow along with the teams who invited players on workouts, you can kind of predict who's going to take who and make some real make some real cash here. Yeah, there's no doubt about it and we'll get to some of those over/unders on the other side. I made two bets today on a couple over/unders a little bit later on in the first round. So what are some of those gettable bets We'll look at all the over-unders for the first round on the other side of this break. That's Scott Seidenberg there in New York City. I'm Tim Murray here in Vegas. It's the Nightcap on VEASAN. 
which searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. More at Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. Warren Sharp going to join us at the top of the hour. Uh, I am waiting as uh, I, I take a look down at the television screen. Yes, I'm an Olympics nerd. I like the Olympics. Uh, but Katie Ledecky about to uh, to hit the pool here in just a little bit um, in the uh, 1500, where she is just a minus 5,000, or excuse me, minus 2,000 favorite to win the gold. She did not medal. In the 200 meter today, the uh, the young woman Titmus from Australia, who was a, a pretty significant favorite, she was able to bring home her coach. Though I thought was a little disappointing, not as uh, enthusiastic celebrating as he was when she came back to win the 400 meter. Uh, Titmus was minus 300 at uh, DraftKings earlier tonight, but. Uh, the big race coming up, Katie Ledecky, minus 2,000 uh, to bring this one home. And, uh, yeah, I would imagine that is uh, a pretty likely, strong likelihood uh, that, that she will uh, win this race. Uh, Michelle Martinelli from, uh, from USA Today uh, said, going into this, Ledecky's the top seed, and she bested the second seed by six seconds. It is a long race. It is a mile in the pool, and it is a 15-minute race, and it is one that Katie Ledecky should win by a handful of seconds and could very well set a world record because this is the first time this event is in the Olympics for the women, and uh, that is coming up in uh, in just a little bit. So we will uh, keep you posted on Katie Ledecky when she gets at, back into the pool sometime early in the next hour, but I want to keep the discussion going for the NBA draft. And there's a couple uh, bets that I made today. And the first one uh, was, I, I tweeted this out uh, earlier today, and it's uh, in regards to Jalen Johnson of Duke. Now remember, Jalen Johnson, big-time recruit, went to Duke, opted out of the season, and there really hasn't been a whole lot of buzz for Jalen Johnson in this uh, NBA draft season. The over-under is sitting at 14 and a half, and there are a handful of uh, of, of really well-informed draft analysts out there uh, that I, you know, read on a regular basis, see how things are moving. Um, you know, the biggest thing when you're looking at mock drafts, make sure you're not looking at ones from a week or two ago. Try to get them as updated as possible. And all of these were updated today uh, when it comes to the NBA draft. And uh, I'll just read you a couple excerpts on why. I bet the over on Jalen Johnson. I was able to get it at minus 125 earlier today at William Hill, uh, depending on where you look, minus 140, I believe, at DraftKings, minus 135 uh, is it's where it's been adjusted. But you know, earlier today, the over on Jalen Johnson was 14.5, and, and most mock drafts have him landing with the Oklahoma City Thunder at 18. Now, with every bet, there is always cause for concern. He has a high ceiling, a ton of talent, 6'8". He's young, was a highly regarded recruit, so that is why he could maybe slip into the lottery and you would lose this bet. I would lose this bet. But if you look at John Hollinger from The Athletic, you look at Kevin O'Connor uh, from The Ringer, you look at Jonathan Gavoni from ESPN, Michael Schmitz from ESPN, all of them have Jalen Johnson going 18th 
or later on in that first round. And then you just look at, you know, some draft buzz that is being out there. Jonathan Wasserman from Bleacher Report today uh, in his news and notes said uh, in regards to Jalen Johnson, others whom scouts thinks could fall, Tennessee's Keon Johnson and Duke's Jalen Johnson. So at 14 and a half, knowing, you know, thinking about the names that you're going to hear called early on, Jonathan Kaminga, Likely going to go six, seven, or eight, somewhere in that range. James Booknight from UConn has been flying up draft boards. He's likely going to go six or seven, Oklahoma City or Golden State. Franz Wagner from Michigan. He's likely going to go nine, maybe ten. Uh, that's why his over/under is sitting at ten and a half. So once again, you just kind of do the process of elimination, and that's what led me to ultimately making this bet. Davion Mitchell, he could certainly hear his name called in the top 14. He could go as high as 7 to Golden State. You could see him going to a place like Indiana. Doesn't he seem like a a perfect spot for somewhere like Indiana? And Golden State at 14, I'm feeling rather confident. If we get to 14 and Jalen Johnson's on the board, Golden State's in a unique situation where they're ready to win now. Now, the worry could be, is Golden State going to trade away 7-14 and 14 and they're making those picks for another team and maybe one of those teams likes Jalen Johnson. But at 14, if Davion Mitchell is there, that could be a guy uh, that they go for. Corey Kispert is another name. Could he go number 11, Mitch Kupchak, uh, running the show down there in Charlotte? He's a guy that uh, might fancy shooting. Number 13 pick could be potentially uh, someone like Corey Kispert. So when you do the process of elimination, I I just don't really see the spot before 14 where you see Jalen Johnson go. And then you look at, you know, what John Hollinger said. He said, I don't have a great landing spot for Johnson, despite his talent, because teams are squeamish about his one season as Duke and how his style of play will translate to the NBA. Is he going to be a first-round pick? Yes. Is he going to be top 20? Probably. But is he going to find himself into the lottery, Scott? I would be very surprised. So that is why you know I was uh, all about Jalen Johnson going over 14.5 and, a half and uh, happily paid the juice at minus 25, which has actually moved a little bit. So um, you know, for you, looking at over-unders outside of that top five, because that's what we've been focusing on these past two nights, is there another play a little bit further down the board, whether it's back half of the top 10, back lottery, whatever it may be, that is uh, that jumped out at you uh, that you are keying in on for Thursday night. Yeah, a couple of them. You know, I mentioned uh, Davion Mitchell going under 12 and a half. Uh, I think he goes way before the 12th pick. I think he could go as high as seven to the Golden State Warriors. So I like taking him to be taken before 12 and a half. And then Corey Kispert, I think, could go before 13. So 13 and a half is kind of a good number for him because he's right around that 13, 14 range uh, in a lot of mock drafts. So I like under on Kispert, 13 and a half. And I like under on Davion Mitchell, 12 and a half. I think both of those players go early than those numbers. Yeah, Corey Kispert's an interesting one because Corey Kispert's stock plummeted in the eyes of of you know just fans, right? He he looked like he was not athletic enough to to guard. Uh, he was a liability of sorts uh, for Baylor. But what do we know about the NBA it, now? You want shot creating, yes, yeah. but Corey Kispert is the best three point shooter in this draft. He is tremendous. From anywhere. We saw that all year long. He had arguably his worst game of his career 
in that championship game. Not a good time to play poorly and look unathletic, but he's got size, and there are two spots that seem to me to make sense, and there's been some buzz for Corey Kispert uh, moving up some draft boards. You know, initially when this whole process started, people thought, oh, he's going to fall to the Lakers at 22. That's gone. Uh, Early reports were he's going to be a lottery guy, so... 13 and a half, I think, is priced properly. And as we showed right there, at even money to the under on Corey Kispert, I think it is worth a flyer because I think there's two spots that he could absolutely go to, whether it be Charlotte at 11 or the most likely landing spot is Corey Kispert going to Indiana at 13 because they just lost Doug McDermott. So I think it would be a bit of a sweat there, Scott, if you're, you're having that under 13 and a half ticket and only one spot is left. But I do think Corey Kispert is gone by number 14. So I'm with you. I think Corey Kispert does ultimately go under 13.5. And And to get it at even money, uh, I I think that is one to, uh, to take a look at. Yeah, and uh, the Davion prop is uh, juiced at minus 125 to under the 12 and a half, which, you know, obviously it means that they're leaning the way I'm leaning, that he's going to be taken much earlier than that. I wonder if you could find a prop of him going in the top 10 and exactly what the juice would be, like what the plus money value would be on him going in the top 10, and, because that's an interesting one here. You see it's plus 110 at DraftKings. I, I wonder if it's going to stay at plus one. 10 because he's a guy that like I mentioned seventh overall I can absolutely see him going there uh, as, as I've you know looked at some mock drafts so to, to pick him to go in the top 10 at plus 110 nice little value there for Davion yeah I, I'm I'm in a, a slight disagreement on that I just the, the the one thing I think Davion could ultimately attract a team that wants to trade up and just get a plug-and-play guy um, because I know Golden State likes him. They're hoping he drops to 14. And another name yeah. that uh, that could go to Golden State, but you have to worry about the age. This was a fast riser, and now the buzz is starting to go away a little bit. It's Chris Duarte out of Oregon. He was, you know, early on the props were, you know, in the 20s, and then people were thinking, oh, is he going to go in the lottery? And now you look at 15 and a half. This is another one of those process of elimination situations where if he doesn't fall, if he doesn't get picked at 14 I think he falls a little bit to the to the back half of the teens so uh, not a play that I love but I think Chris Duarte at 15 and a half over is something to look at because I think Golden State at 14 is a is a possible destination maybe Washington but teams might be a little skittish uh, at his age one more I'll give you real quickly and it has been moving and that's Sharif Cooper out of Auburn Uh, he didn't get Uh, the invite to the green room, and that kind of raised some eyebrows. Uh, Earlier, I think yesterday, it was earlier today, actually, Scott, I went to go place a bet. It was 20 and a half. It went to 22 and a half. I played a juiced Mm. over 21 and a half for Sharif Cooper uh, (laughs) because I do think he could drop to the late 20s and maybe even early second round. There has not been a lot of buzz on a positive direction for Auburn's Sharif Cooper, so I played the over at 21 and a half on Sharif Cooper. So two overs for me when it comes to the NBA draft. Uh, Scott's got his plays under Davion Mitchell, under Corey Kispert. We'll get you updated on the Olympics. Do the Mariners have that comeback gene in them yet again? (laughs) We'll discuss that. And Warren Sharp, stick around. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.